Welcome everybody to another episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Miles, joined here by my co-host Mutahed and today. Okay. <laughs> and today we will be going over our this is episode seven. My God, you broke me up. Um, and we are going over chapters 21 through 25, finishing off part three, Children of a Bleeding Son. Again, such an edgy name. I love it. So it's not edgy is cool, man. I mean, it's edgy can be cool kids. depending on who you're talking to. It's hip with the kids, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> chapter 21. Um, Kelsier is on his way to take Eden to the um, Hidden Scott army. And on his way, he's reading um, the, Lord Ruler, the Lord Ruler's journal. And whenever he's taken to the Hidden it's a army... Diary. <laughs> of a wimpy kid <laughs> the diver of a wimpy lord ruler um and he is wimpy though we'll go over that later but vin does complain that he's like for a guy who's supposed to be a god king he's pretty he's dull yeah, yeah. he's kind of it's kind of whiny um but yeah the the army it's hidden underground in these caves and whenever he's going down the cave He's like having PTSD over the uh, the pits of Hassan because that's where he got his scars from. We figured out uh, it wasn't from you know getting eaten by a monster and crawling out of it. That was a rumor that people had. Um, ah yes, I forgot that at one. the beginning. I uh, that, that one stuck out to me. That one was funny. Um, but yeah, it was simply just because of like the jagged rocks and uh, the edge of the cave. Like imagine like how big of a hype kill that is. Like he's yeah. like, oh my god, how do you get it? He's like, how, you want to know how I got these cars? I just like I scratch on rocks. I mean that's okay. It reminds me of um, Han Solo's blaster. You know how he got it in the Solo movie, and it it's was like, kind of like relatively anticlimactic. Yeah, and which it that's doesn't, okay. Yeah, that I agree with. Not that, everything sure. has to be like. A, Oh, it's passed down from his father and his father's father and his great grand, you know. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, um, it's really well guarded. They have like ten men in each of the three entrances. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, some people are starting to lose their faith, though. And he makes an example similar to the David and Goliath. Honestly, I just want to interject. Ham is overseeing the training of the troops, so. Yeah, but I actually wanted to throw in, want to cut you off there real yeah, quick. Sure. This is where Ham, for me, kind of bounced back and forth between an annoying character and, like, okay, this is a well-written character. Because he's a thug and he's, like, a muscly guy, it felt kind of ham-fisted when Sanderson decided to make him also as this philosophical guy, I right? Like- where he questions everything yeah, and he, like, has these deep philosophical debates with himself and everybody else. I think it shows that uh, they're all different. And maybe he no, no, no. Like they're they're definitely all different. Uh, different. Um, <laughs> different. Salavo. <laughs> uh, they are definitely all different, and I'm not debating that. But it just because maybe he was like that before he snapped too. We don't know when he snapped right now. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm not saying that like because he's thuggy, he can't. Or thuggy because he's a thug. Uh, he can't be you know, smart or philosophical, but it just, you know, it, like here, right? Like he's talking about that he, um, he's worried about handing, you know, because the, of course the plan is destroy the, or threaten the ATM mines, get rid of the garrison, and then hand, you know, get the troops into the Luthadel, yep. and then hand the army over to Eden. Now, he's afraid of doing that because you know eventually those troops are going to get killed and he's kind of come to love with them 
uh, or come to love the troops. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. I guess it's not that big of a deal because, you know, he's a general and that makes sense. A general ends up falling in love with his troops and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to uh, risk their lives unnecessarily or just send them into a suicide mission. Yeah. I I personally really like him. I like him better than Breeze so far. Of course, I like him better than Clubs. Um, Clubs, he doesn't give you much to really like. He doesn't... Doesn't he doesn't do anything much yeah. actually period yeah yeah let, let alone like or dislike there's just yeah he's not really around so far so yeah um but anyways um some some of the like the 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 soldiers are starting to lose their their will and their faith in the whole cause that they're fighting for and then kelsier he makes like like a david and goliath kind of similar uh example out of um this one dude who he riled up um, he like rioted his actions, the big dude. Um, then he stood up, um, and then he made this little captain, Captain Demo. De- Demo, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I always get mixed up between him and Renault. Demo, Renault. Well, <laughs> you shouldn't need to, right? Because Demo just kind of came in now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he came in like he was. Yeah. He just before. came in. Now. Um, he might have been, yeah, he might have been mentioned once before, but you know, Valette Renault, which is Vin's uh, impersonation, and then yeah, you know, Lord Renault. But yeah, no, carry on. But yeah, so um, Demo, he's like this kind of scrawny looking dude who is uh, fighting against a big guy. Um, and Kelsier said that if you win against the, if you win against Demo, then you can walk out of here. And if you don't win, then you'll just get killed. But Kelsier actually assists Demo um, by using Alamancy and, like, you know, making him dodge because they apparently have metal armor. Which, shouldn't they have, like, wooden armor or something if they're fighting a war? Well, I don't know, right? Because majority of these times, these people are going to be fighting other... Like, the idea is that they're going to be fighting the garrison. But, like, if they are against, like, a misting, then they're screwed because they could... I think they're screwed either way. Because you can't be using wooden. I guess... I don't know, right? So what do they use for swords? Like... Metal. Right? Probably, That's but, what they have to use. But, I'm actually kind of thinking... Uh, they could be like the... What are those guys called who like specialize against Mistborn? Haze killers? Yeah, it could be like Haze killers because they are pretty good. And they use... Yeah, all but I mean, they, they only have limited time and resources, right? Like, you'd have to get a Haze killer... To train them to be haze killers, and again, haze killers specialize in hunting and fighting misborns. And there's not, it's not the there's a lot of misborn that they're gonna be fighting. They're gonna be oh. fighting the garrison. They're gonna be fighting the army, which is just regular, honestly, other ska. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but anyways, the David equivalent demo. He like <laughs> the David equivalent. Yeah, he he beats. <laughs> The Goliath, which I forgot his name already. Yeah, I don't. But the big guy, um, and Kelsey was about to use his alamancy to swing down a sword on him, and I was like, "Yikes!" Because uh, he was a good warrior, and yeah, and Demo actually resisted himself. Yeah, that yeah. was. Uh... Um, but it eventually just boosts the morale of the men. So, so a couple of things I wanted to bring up there. Um, Kelsier talks about how he snapped when he was in the pits of Hassan. We already knew about that before, but we kind of get a little bit more of a background of what happened specifically in the pits. 
Apparently, uh, you go into the pits and you have to bring out an ATM geode. And then that one ATM geode buys you an extra week of life. Yeah. Which that's, God, that's messed up. Okay. Um, one thing I actually wanted to clarify for those of you listening is that when I make any of these predictions, I've already made it several times uh, clear before that I've read the book before. So any predictions that I make, any, any of that stuff, these are all predictions that I had when I was reading the book for the first time. Because I know some people will be like, okay, is he intentionally misleading us or is he even more just straight up spoiling? I would never spoil anything. And I can, and intentionally misleading you constantly is also a bit of a spoiler because it eliminates some possibilities for you. So, yes, any predictions I make are the exact predictions that I had when I was reading it for the first time. So, now that we have that part covered. But yeah, so uh, anyways, as far as Kelsier goes, uh, you know, one ATM geo buys you one week of life. And apparently he couldn't find it one time. So then Mare gave him... Or two weeks of life, right? No, it's one week of life. But Mare had found, had gave him hers. And she said, I found two, so he just used mine. Oh. Later he found out that she was lying just to save his life. Um. That like the level, oh my god! I, oh, that's that's so messed up. You know, it's it's so sad because um, he has to feel. Uh, you know, there's also that that element of did she, did she betray him? And he does mention, you know, did she give it to me because she wanted to save my life, or also was she kind of guilty because she betrayed me? Mm-hmm. So there's also that element of he doesn't, he's not sure that she's betrayed him or not. On top of that, um. He failed to find the find the ATM geode, and so she saved his life by giving up her own. Yeah, knowingly, you know. Yeah. So that, oh, and she's beat to death in front of him. That's when he snapped. Oh my god, dude! Oh yeah, that's um, too much. Too much. I, I see. This is why I like Kelsey. This is why he's my favorite character. Um, his entire driving force i i I love it (laughs) you know fangirl captain right here um so it said that yidin has so kelsey was thinking that um yidin has a problem of too little presence and too much earnestness and kel's opposite he has too much presence and too little earnestness uh and this whole concept is really like good as having two leaders because you have one leader that is good at what you're bad at. Sort of like the whole concept of a president and a vice president is to elect somebody who strengthens your weaknesses. So I don't know. Sorry. Explain that again. I'm I'm not sure I'm getting it. So like Eden, he is good at what Kelsier is bad at. Eden has more earnestness. Oh, okay. okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Um, much good that that'll do them in a few chapters, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, so what happens when the vice president gets killed? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not spoilers, by the way. That's literally going to be a chapter we're covering soon. Um, One thing I actually wanted to touch on before we move on to chapter 22 was um, Ham brought this up. <clears throat> and I actually wanted to touch on this because this is like a recurring theme throughout the the series even. When you have somebody who is oppressed for so long, 
it's uh, they kind of work against themselves almost because they kind of feel like they deserve it. Right, because Ham brings up his philosophical question, which Kelsier seems really horrified by. Like he was like borderline angry, but kind of like played it off nicely because Ham's his friend. Yeah. Um, when he kind of said, like, you know, uh when he brought up the breeding thing, right? Like ska are different. Mm-hmm. You know, uh nobility in general have fewer kids, ska have more kids. And I think they said something like, uh got shorter yeah. i think yeah then yeah. uh so i and you know in general the nobility they're the one you, the only way you can get alamancy is if you have some noble bloodline so he's bringing up legitimate points yeah right like we're not talking this isn't talking about some, like some real life like racism thing but there there are legitimate differences where you have you know in general, Scott people have more children, and there, it's impossible for them to have any sort of uh, Alamancy bloodline. So clearly, you know, you could make the argument that they are superior because it's possible for them to be Alamancers. But they're still like you know people too, so they yeah. They yeah I'm, I am not. I'm not <laughs> in any way advocating that they, uh, you know, continue slavery or anything like that. But, um, but I actually want to discuss on that too. Um, it's interesting because in real life, uh, people in third world countries in generally have more, way more kids. And you see that a lot where poor people in general will have more kids and rich people will have fewer yes. kids. Yes. Um, and there's also, and I don't know how true this is, but this is just what I've heard. And so I guess take this with a grain of salt. Uh, in certain species when there's like a lot of stress going on then uh, they will automatically start breeding more like they'll start having like it's like a species defense mechanism they'll automatically start having more kids mm-hmm. and in particular they'll start having more women so then that in turn that they could have more kids yeah because in terms of high stress the species like automatically goes into defense defend itself so that could be why you know, and as They're far as always in defense mode, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Because when you're oppressed for generations and well, what is it, a thousand years, yeah, then you know, you just keep uh reproducing because you're like you said, your species is in constant defense mode, yeah. So, um, so I have some like quite a few more points. Oh, 21, I hear them. Um, so apparently, using elements in your adium crystal shatters them. I highlighted that too. <laughs> <laughs> Of course you did. What are you thinking? Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, because... There's nothing to go off of, really. I mean, the ATM Geo chatters, not the ATM itself. The Geo, like the ball thing? Yeah, no, no, no. The, the Geo is like the crystal, I guess, that contains the actual ATM inside of it. Oh yeah, so to my like ATM, if you uh, to my understanding, the way I interpreted it was that if you do alamancy close to the geode, the geode shatters, which obviously just mo- I guess I don't know if it's obvious, but I assume means that the ATM inside gets destroyed. The ATM inside gets destroyed. Yeah. Oh, along that, with the geode. With the geode. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, is that why he protects it so much? 
Because if that's like his elixir of immortality, then... Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's why he only sends Ska to go in and get it out because Ska can't be Mistborn or yeah. Alamancers. So he doesn't risk any of his that's HP why he supply. controls it so much. Because it's the Sorcerer's Stone. Stones. <laughs> the Sorcerer's Rocks. <laughs> On to chapter 22. Wait, 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 wait. The Lord Ruler ignores caves because they said that he had one too many losses uh, at said cave. So I was thinking that they just removed the records of the losses and of the lost wars. They removed the records of the uh, of the losses and uh, like the lost wars and stuff so that it's not like, you know, public disclosure. So that it improves his image. That, like, he never lost. Well, I, I, I still don't understand. I guess I, I, I was able to ask, you know, why would he care? But at the same time, you know, that's probably how he maintains his power anyways, is that, mm-hmm. you know, that air of immortality. Like, you know, you're, you're never going to beat me. Yeah. So, I get it. Um, and the Lord Ruler... Uh, make sure that there aren't too many noblemen for this guy to support. Um, and that's called the balance, as all things should be. Yeah. Um, and that go back, goes back to the uh, the breeding thing, too, right? Like, yeah. they breed faster, and it's kind of crazy. I There has to be more on this later. The, and this is where I feel like his writing kind of falls short a bit is where you can tell where some of the things kind of comes up a little bit later mm-hmm. and this feels like one of those things yeah, and i guess it kind of goes back to the info dumpy thing when it's info dumpy then your mind is automatically like tuned in like okay some there's there's something here in the wreckage yeah that's gonna come back later um so there was one thing i found kind of stupid in this chapter um was I don't know who said it. I think Kelsier said that the the men gave vows to not give away the location of the caves. Mm. What are vows gonna do? Yeah, it's like if they already don't have the honor to stay in the first place, they won't have the honor to not say anything. Especially under inquisitors, like questioning. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that like it maybe it's like self reassurance. Because there's not much you can do. You you have to recruit, and you got people in, and you know not everything's perfect. Like there are going to be some soldiers who signed up, and then they start regretting that they signed up. So uh-huh. honestly, keeping them there is the only solution. Yeah, keeping them there is, but and that and that was I'm... his solution. Was like he's well, just gonna keep them there. But like, what's the vow gonna do though? That it's was kind of weird. To I, say. I don't I don't think it will. But it's just I don't know people. Any little shred of, you know, decency that they have left, I think he's probably hoping he can count on that, right? Uh-huh. The idea is that most will stay because they've, they've already gotten involved. They're like, I want to leave. Um, they have, uh, you know, guards posted so no one can leave anyways. Yeah. And then for the few that get away, he's hoping, like, you know, he can kind of rely on any bit of on it they have okay, i mean again I, I agree with you though you know it's not the best but we will come to find that it won't matter 
Um, so on to chapter 22. Um, it starts off similar to chapter 21. Ben is reading the Lord Ruler's logbook. Okay, so I have to ask you, what do you think about reading the Lord Ruler's logbook? Like, uh, it it's giving me um, foolish half blood prince. It's giving me half blood prince vibes, where I always wanted to see the memories of Voldemort all the time because those were cool. So I've always wanted. Whenever I was reading, I was like, okay, where's the next memory? Where's the next memory? Right. Where's okay. Yeah. Memory? So. Um... This they're they're the problem is that they they aren't reading the logbook that much. We read it like twice. I freaking okay. So when I first I had the exact same reaction. Um, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> when we were going, oh, when I was reading through it, I was like, "Dude, stop the mission! Just just binge through this book so I can read it." And <laughs> he, he reads like two paragraphs on the whole ride. I'm like, "Come on, yeah, you can't be that bad at reading. Get an audiobook, man. Graphic audio." <laughs> TM. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> Not yet. Um, but yeah, so she's super bored for some reason. For some reason. Uh, I wouldn't be. Uh, but she goes where she's supposed to go, which is back at like the HQ sort of place. Um, and Spook, which is Lester Bornis, they gave him that nickname. We talked about that last time. Um, he gives Vin a handkerchief, which is um, basically like the nobleman's method of interest, of me- nobleman's method of sending a message of interest. I got it. <laughs> um, he likes her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then she asks it about um, his powers. And at first, he's pretty hesitant because the less people know about keepers, the better. Because a word might spread around, and he'll be hunted. More people will be hunted, and it would just be bad for everybody. Uh, but then he becomes less hesitant, um, and he goes on to tell her that um, he's a ferrukimist. Ferrukimist. Ferrukimi. Ferrukimist. Yeah. Ferrukimologist. <laughs> um, and instead of burning metal, like. Alamancy, he, he uses it to. I'm kind of confused about this system, actually. You, you'll find out more about it. He did intentionally keep it relatively vague. Again, to be fair, because he's only been him and his people have only been hunter for like a thousand years. So <laughs> only like a thousand years. Um, and he said he uses metal to store certain like traits for later. So yeah, this is where it gets really. His magic system is very well defined. This is what I like because the magic system forces you to think and think about like all the possibilities. Yeah. And a lot of people's magic, our soft magic systems, which I'm not against. I, I like I'm reading Wheel of Time. Um, it's soft. It's for the most part soft magic system. Um, it's just like magic. Yeah. And again, it might get hard in other magic system later, but so far it's soft. Yeah. Um, and. The problem with those, or not the problem, but one of the characteristics of the soft magic system is you can't really sit there and ponder what the possibilities are because your mind is kind of automatically like, okay, I expect a magic will just be pulled out for the sake of the plot. For the sake of the plot. Yeah. And that sounds very derogatory, but <laughs> I, I don't mean it to be. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, the magic system and uh, the and uh, Mistborn is so well defined that you kind of sit there and you, and it does make you stop reading because you have to sit there and ponder like, okay, so what? Um, this is what I like about this book, not this, uh, but it reminds me of like when there were pointless to the plot details, but still cool details, like the old religions. Yes. Pointless to the plot, but cool details. Yes. It's like it's like Attack on Titan. There's a lot of like pointless, like you know, this is how they trade. This is how this is work. This is how this works. And things. I think it just fleshes out the world. Yeah, exactly. it, it may not, it may seem meaning again. It is and it is meaningless to the plot, but not but, to the world. It yeah, really like that. Like if you if you don't care about world building, like I'm not. There's nothing that really can be done for you. Like you know, you're just not gonna enjoy it, and that's yeah. fine. You don't have to enjoy the world building. Or, yeah, you don't have to enjoy world building or history or anything like that. Um, but if you, uh, and you only care about plot, right? Like, then you're going to be like, okay, this is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Anyways, but, yeah, the Farukami stuff is cool. I, I still like Elementary better, but. I don't even know much about Farukami to know. But I think, I think <laughs> Elementary is cooler. So anyways, afterwards, um, she asks, she asks, um, says it about the terrorist religion, and he says that she knows as much, he, she knows as much as he does. About yeah, it. that, um, so, or has the ability to know. So again, we're seeing more and more of this racism and this hatred that the Lord Ruler had against the terrorism in general. And the... I have a there is something with the terrorism in either religion or their fact that they can remember history that has really that that, that that's why he killed them mm-hmm. because he didn't want any memories of before. Yeah. Uh, if we're gonna try start piecing everything together, Kelser claims that pre ascension grass was green, sky was blue, um, there were flowers, um, and things were different, right? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I say we can assume, or sorry, uh, he claims, but, you know, I, I'm going to assume that he's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what we know so far is the Lord Ruler went to the Well of Ascension, and he wanted to use this power from the Well of Ascension to fight the deepness, and he won, according to ministry doctrine, doctrine he won, And but based off the logbook, he used to be a good guy, now no longer a good guy. But even when he was a good guy, um, and he was going to the Well of Ascension, Rashek and his other terrorist people who were going with him to the Well of Ascension, they didn't like him. And I'm guessing he ended up not liking them either. And so he, yeah, killed them all. Bye-bye. Yeah, so I don't... So... We're we're piecing things together as we're going on, but yeah, it's it, there's still holes in the story. Mm-hmm. And um, Lord Ruler described that Harris is green, but now it's like frozen, frozen time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, is that like more punishment by the Lord Ruler, right? Because he he, you know, again, based off what Kelser said, everything was different. So if he had the power to change like the landscape and stuff. 
Did he not just like was content with slaughtering them? He also had to make their land a frozen tundra. Yeah, he hated like them. he. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, like he, there is a reason that he went after them. Uh, um, and yet he hates all terrorists, not just keepers or Farouk Farouk Farouchimists. He wanted to destroy it. So then, uh, Vin goes to Dachshund and asks him about his past. Uh, since she's, he's the one that she spends the least time with other than clubs, but who'd want to spend time with him? Uh, he was a plantation scuff. Uh, you really don't like clubs? No. I, <laughs> I don't like, I don't dislike him that much, but I don't like him. <laughs> um, uh, so he was a plantation scuff and he fell in, fell in love with somebody, but then she ended up getting taken by a lord for a night and then killed. Um, and then Dachshund just left that same night. So this one was um, heartbreaking in a different way. It's similar to Kelsey, right? Like wife murdered and he's just different. Yeah. Um, but it's different. Like this one feels almost a little bit more tragic just because of the way that Dachshund is t- telling it. Uh, and I actually wrote this down too because it it hit me last time too. Was that he's just so matter of fact about it, you know? Like he doesn't sound sad, even he doesn't sound depressed or angry. He's just saying it. I he's reading it off of a history book, uh-huh. um, like almost like he's just kind of accept. Like obviously he's accepted that she's died, but like he kind of just accepted it as part of life. Like yeah, you know, I loved a woman. She got killed. <laughs> you know. Yeah. He. Yeah. It, he. Uh, it was like. Every, he said that like kind of everybody goes through it, so we should be yeah. kind of used to it. Right, exactly. You know, he said like you know my story is one of many, Scott. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, and he, but he, but it's weird because he's normally a really happy guy, and Kelsey's the same way. Uh, they're both very happy guys, but it feels like they use that humor and sarcasm side of themselves to kind of mask the darkness. Yeah. Um, just said it is yeah um and then he uh, then thinks um about whether or not all the nobility are the same and she wonders if ellen's the same as um yeah so this is where again i i i'm kind of annoyed with her character here because it's like i i understand that she's young but you've grown up as a scot thief you should kind of understand that yeah this shouldn't be that difficult for you to grasp uh, that you know, noblemen are this bad, and noblemen do this. Like she, she was kind of shocked, right? Like, uh-huh. like, oh my god, how could this happen? Like, how, how, how could? Have, where happen? have you been? You know, like you're not that young. Um, so I don't know, and especially after you saw that one kid get killed at that party, mm-hmm. remember? Yeah. Like, why, why is this surprising to you? Um, so Kel was supposed to arrive, but he was days late. How does he have friends? <laughs> what do you mean? What was he supposed to arrive again? He was supposed to arrive like at this HQ. Um, mm. and he was All right, clubs and shop. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. He's God, dude. He's I hate when people are late. So I have a few. Uh, I have a few predictions. Okay, so it said that the deepness brought a blight and like an infection. So. Is is it like literal or figurative? Because I was thinking maybe it's like 
like the disease is like war and corruption and stuff and the lord ruler sought to destroy it destroy corruption with the well of ascension and then purify things but it corrupted him it corrupted everything else and then someone wrong and then he is the way he is and the world is the way the world is so he they do talk about the well of ascension or sorry the well of ascension god um that the deepness was this formless figure that he's fighting in like those like tinted the what's it called the stained glass yeah yeah. windows right they depict him beating this like formless figure so yeah i i wonder if it's like is it a disease i Um, doubt it's uh is it like a mind corruption like you were saying is it a mind corruption like that start corrupting people and then they start killing each other i mean i doubt it's like a monster monster yeah uh i was pretty convinced that it's not a monster or maybe like uh if it is like a uh maybe that's where the mist race come from Who knows maybe it was just like a giganto mist race uh <laughs> but he like maybe split up into a bunch or something i, I don't know i'm saying he as in the deepness is he but could be just it oh you're saying he destroyed the deepness and then that deepness mm-hmm. like turned into multiple yeah. little globs of what we now know as mysteries yes, yes. okay and that's there's something wrong with the mysteries for sure i think but yeah and the mist and the ash so chapter 23 would pick up at vin's at a ball and at this point she's having like her talk with dachshund is on her mind the entire time mm-hmm. um every, like she's talking to everybody and she's just disgusted by them at this point which again i'm like i guess it's good that she con- has constant reminders is like know who you're dealing with this isn't like I, i'm glad that you know you're having fun and you finally get a chance to relax, but understand that you're dealing with somebody that you're trying to overthrow. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm glad that she's having these constant reminders, I guess, pop up. But anyways, yeah, she's like absolutely disgusted by them. Uh, but she's listening to this uh, Cliss, I think is her name. And she's talking about some a house is about to go to war with another house and lots of rumors there's yeah there's a lot of rumors being spread around and these are rumors about houses that we know that kelsey has directly intervened in i think like he yeah. killed one and then dumped him on the yeah that in the in garden the, yeah so um you know it's working this is some next level crusader kings 2 stuff um great game by the way so never played it it's very difficult Definitely watch a YouTube video if any of you feel like playing it. Um, watch a YouTube video guide before you jump into it. it it's, it's a lot like to take Like all Paradox in. games. Yes, I was about to say, like all <laughs> Paradox games. Um, so, uh, they do bring out that Ellen's been missing from some of the balls, which, like, I wonder if that's like Strath Venture kind of like keeping him home just out of necessity you know because there's a lot going on right now yeah maybe um he's just trying to bother his dad more by not going to i mean later i I understand later in the chapter he says that he's been avoiding vin because she's been kind of getting involved with people that she doesn't he doesn't like but he's they started off so that she he hasn't been at balls period let alone ignoring her but anyways um uh obligator and this is not really relevant to the story but obligators are required to be witnesses for everything yeah um i for some reason when i was reading this it reminded me of the unbreakable vow 
right? Because uh, it was something so petty and meaningless. Like, hey, are you going to be on later to play some Halo? He's like, no, you're never on. He's like, okay, obligator, come over here. I solemnly swear or whatever. I don't know how the Unbreakable Vow works. And yeah, so that was... I solemnly swear was the the Marauders. I know. Um, (laughs) I forgot the Unbreakable Vow. Yeah. Yeah, you you got my point. It's... That's how it felt. It was so meaningless, and uh, you had to get obligators involved for that too. Uh, um, well, an interesting part here was um, it was written as obligators, quote unquote, quote uh, obligators enforce his law, capital H. His as in Lord. Yeah, Ruler. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord Ruler. So, well, yeah. So that was capital H. His. So, so. they are. Uh, what do you call it? Insisting or yeah, they're insisting that he's just basically like God. They never did that before. I mean, never they say like his regarding a Lord ruler. They mm-hmm. never, they never capitalize his. Yeah. I don't think so. I would have noticed it. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think it just further exemplifies, right? Like the obligators are the nobility think that are the tip top, but obligators are absolutely tip top. You can't use elements against them. Period. Yeah. Even like freaking Strath Venture couldn't do. I, and I think that he, they said he's a 10 eye, so he couldn't use it against them anyways. But uh-huh. you can't use Elements against Obligators, period. They're required to be part of every contract and meeting and agreement. And, and unless they were there to, like, you know, put their stamp of approval on a document, the document might as well be shredded up. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's interesting how, how, how in like you know firm iron grip and he's been able to keep on to hold on to that firm iron grip for a thousand years that's that's impressive yeah that's a very thorough oppression he's going on, going on um so and also another thing after the talk that she had with dachshund i'm pretty sure it was beginning of the chapter um, no it was a previous chapter it was chapter 22 i mean like this like little event um, oh yeah yeah uh i don't know remember uh, remember exactly what it was when it was <laughs> But Vin's basically having like an existential crisis of like, who is she? Is she Valette? Is yeah, she no um, or Vin. The I forgot. I what guess she it. I guess this happens a lot with people who go undercover. Um, and this is totally anecdotal evidence, and it's not even I can't even submit it as anecdotal evidence because it's purely based off like TV shows, and movies. <laughs> but from what I've seen, um, you know, people who go undercover, it does like take a toll on them. Um, when you, you know, when you fake something so long, you know, it becomes reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, Shannon Lariel arrives. Holy crap. I hate her so much. Um, and, uh, both me and with her actually highlighted this, how we were talking about it earlier. Um, I'll just read it off. Um, Milan flushed Shan's comment, expertly placing him in a difficult position. Did he defend Vin, possibly earning the ire of a very powerful woman? Or did he instead agree with Shan, thereby insulting his date? He took the coward's way out. He ignored the comment. Like <laughs> That's so common for today though. Everybody anyone And that that's why I'm saying like this the, the nobility reminded me so much of high school. You know, like this was like perfect no. high school, like dumb teenage kids. Yeah, you <laughs> like know, it, it was <laughs> it, uh, it 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 was awesome. I, I liked it a lot, and I love 
I know most people don't like the ball, uh, ball the chapters with the balls and stuff, I like but I, I, I particularly don't like them either. But the interactions there are, I, I love it. Um, so, anyways, Shannon is like uh, is mean to Vin a little bit more. Says stuff like, you know, uh, you know, I thought you were smarter than this and stuff. But anyways, I need you to spy on Ellen and find out what books he's reading, but not just what books, but actually like open up. Because I, she's caught on to that the cover of the books are not the actual books. Mm-hmm. So, great. Um, so then, um, you know, she's going, she's like going out to the balcony or whatever. And then she kind of confronts Ellen. And yeah, it gets kind of ugly. I, I didn't like this, this whole interaction. It felt very um teen drama that's what this is though this is like you no said, no i know it is but it's weird because i like the high school stuff uh but the teen drama part i hate um like i can't believe you did this alan yeah yeah and, <laughs> like that kind of thing and she she brings it up like you know did you ever uh did you ever you know rape a skull uh girl and then have her killed afterwards and he like he feel he clearly feels bad about it he like admits that he did but it was something that his father forced him into and he didn't know that she was going to be killed afterwards. And he claims that after that, or since then, he's never done it. Um, again, I believe him. Uh, but, you know, Vin starts crying. And then she kind of, she believes him as well. Well, I'm Transylvanian. <laughs> she believes him as well. And uh, he... I don't know. It becomes weird because because she kind of believes him and she, and she wanted to believe him. Like yeah. Yeah. she basically took the first explanation given. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, of course, we've made it very clear that she likes him and he likes her too. Um, so she took the first. Uh, so she believes him. Took the first explanation given to her, and then she kind of blurted out, you know, like they're just like us, the Scott. Like, uh, and then she did. I think some. Uh... She said a little bit too much. Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, <laughs> kind of foolish. Yeah, so she starts explaining, like, you know, the Scar, they're angry and, you know, they're they're pretty smart too, you know. I mean, and she brought up a good point that, you know, how can you think that the Scar are dumb when the Scar thieving crews steal from the nobility all the time? And everything else she had said might be dumb, but that particular line, like, she's got a point. You know, yeah. the, the the nobility thing that the Scar are less than human, or not even human, and they're idiots. It's like, yeah, but they steal from you all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I guess, goes back to the Ham's thing, right? Where Ham thinks, or brought up a, good, a relatively good point that, you know, they are biologically, or possibly biologically different than us. Yeah. Um. But then here she is successfully infiltrating, acting out the pov- uh, part, the part of a nobleman, mm-hmm. noblewoman, and they're all falling for it, including Ellen, who's way more open than everybody else. Yeah. Um. So Ellen tells her to keep the handkerchief that he had given her when she started crying. Um. You know, basically saying another like, sign. you know, uh, yeah, another another person going for her love and stuff. Um. Maybe we might see Ellen and Spook duel it out. Um, so I like Spook. Spook's pretty cool. Yeah, I like his accent. 
<laughs> yeah, we get some good stuff for that in the next yeah. chapter. But anyways, Ellen goes out to talk with her friends or his friends. And uh, Vin, by Satan's permission, goes to spy on him. And it's kind of like what... Alamancy. Yeah. He lets her... Yeah, he lets her use Alamancy. So in this kind of confirms everything that Kelsey was saying about them. Right? Because he was saying that um, they're not really rebels. They're not trying to overthrow the Lord Ruler. They're just, you know, rebellious teens, essentially. Like, yeah. Down with the system, man. <laughs> you know, like they're essentially just acting out against their parents because they think it's cool. Yeah. And with Ellen, I didn't agree, but the rest of his friends, I kind of have to agree with Kelsier. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, I think uh, Ellen actually like makes some big points and he has experience. Um, like, whenever he turned 13, what his father made him do. He hated that. He still hates that. Uh, yeah, but I'm sure that they all went through it, right? Like, what's his name? Justice Lacall and then House uh, Hastings guy, I think, is there, too. It's, um... But we can tell that he has more... No, no, he passion. definitely has more passion for all of it. And whereas they're just kind of like a book club. And honestly, after watching Tolkien recently, they remind me of the guy, the kids from Tolkien. Uh, you should watch the movie Tolkien, but... Is apparently Tolkien. yeah, uh, J.R. Tolkien is his yeah. like biography basically. Uh, um, it was him and his, a group of three friends, and they were really close. It was like a book club essentially, and they wanted to change the world through art. Good movie, I actually liked it. Um, it's kind of like uh, Deathly Hollow spoilers. It's kind of like Grindelwald and Dumbledore. That's what I felt like. Um, and then not only that, it uh, it, Justice says a really like important line he says every year the nobility grows weaker why he's not talking about his house all he's talking about nobility in general is growing weaker every year i don't why why do you think that is i would say that because there's more ska being born because like you said they have more kids but then again that's all yeah yeah they had the whole population control thing yeah I don't know, actually. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Maybe because they're not nearly as cohesive because they're all always like have a grudge against each other. Yeah, but house wars have happened. Um, and I guess maybe he's uh, talking from it, uh, talking about it from his perspective. Yeah. Because he's, you know, a young kid. He hasn't seen a house war. So to him, you could be right, you know. They had a house war. Everything was fine. And then the house, you know, things started. Because Kelsier said that before too, right? It's been a while since we had a house war. Yeah. And so that means tensions have been, are, you know, are a breaking point. So that, from his perspective, that's could, that could be it when he says, you know, every year the nobility is growing weaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kelsier catches her there. Um, and not, not much importance there. He basically says, like, you know, yeah, they're not. They're not really rebels. They're they're just kids acting yeah. out against their parents. So they're at chapter twenty four, and I have to say, chapter twenty four and chapter twenty five were one of my favorite chapters of this book, just because the interactions and just uh-huh. and chapters twenty four for the interactions and twenty five for the actual writing. Um, so chapter twenty four, they're back at Club's shop, and they're kind of just relaxing. And this was a very 
uplifting chapter. It's very sweet, you know, kind of innocent. And it was nice to see the crew kind of kick back and relax and just things are going well. And um, cracking jokes. Yeah, yeah. That, so that was hilarious. <laughs> the way that like Breeze is like super annoyed with like spooks. He's like, I have no idea what you said. And then Kelsier starts in his little like dialect. Yeah. And then um, Ham does it too. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Breeze kind of turns to Docs. And Docs is a little bit more serious. You know, and then he does it too, and that was hilarious. And even Club smiled. <laughs> yeah, That's what made like this. It was so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I, I yeah, loved I like it. It, it was it was great. But the happiness is short lived. Yeah, but and but that's what makes it you. It makes it more appreciative. I think it feels like you're part of the family. Reading that, it, it was yeah. awesome. But. um happiness part aside they do do some uh, they do go over some of the um points or points of the plan i should say where uh the army is going to be ready on schedule marsh is in place in obligator basic training um that was inquisitor no uh obligator oh okay yeah inquisitor is the People with the yeah, spice in there. Yeah. So he's in training to be an obligator. Um, but yeah, and then at House Tequil, 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 yeah, whatever. Tequil. They're ready to fall. And that's mostly through Kelsier's work. Um, and he's saying that, like, you know, they're getting close to an open war. And this is what's interesting. He said, like, those afraid of assassination, they're going to leave Luthadel for a couple of years. And it surprised me for a second. Then I kind of sat back and realized it makes sense. When you have a war going on, wars don't get resolved in a couple of months. They get they take years. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that the people who are afraid of the wars, like fallout and you know possible assassination, they're gonna want to get out of Luthado. Yeah. Um, for those that have assets and land outside of Luthado. Um. So Ham is going to find get some intel on the Luthadel garrison the next morning. Um, and Vin is uh, Vin's kind of afraid of Kelsier post-rebellion. So this is the next morning. Sorry, I should have specified. So this is the next morning. Yeah. Ham is taking Vin to check in the Luthadel garrison just to kind of get some intel. And she's also hoping that she learns some pewter from Ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ham, uh, uh, Vin brings up that Kelsier is kind of dark and he like kind of relishes in killing the nobility. Mm-hmm. And, Ham, and Ham said, like, yeah, they've been noticing it too. And she, he said, you know, don't worry, whenever all this is over, we are going to confront Kelsier to kind of yeah. get in a take a step down a bit. So Ham gives a really they all these people, the mystics who are like specialized, they all had some great insights on to like how you should burn it properly yeah um and he says that you know you don't burn pewter constantly because not only we've already established before that pewter burns the fastest not not uh, apart from atm yeah pewter burns the fastest yeah you have to kind of use it sparingly like as you're doing a move or exactly something. right yeah. like if, if you're going to use it the entire time and it's like a battle of attrition thing and um news for the listeners about us we've actually been in martial arts for a while like i've done kickboxing for several years now i do jujitsu and 
you know, what he's explaining is right is the same thing in real life. You know, uh, you can be strong, you can be fast, you can be flexible, and all those things definitely help. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and say that it doesn't. The technique um, is, but it's a technique. Yeah, is uh, if you put two um, guys who are both athletic, one who's like a super athlete, the one who is. Uh, who has the way better technique, and I'm talking like way better technique, he usually ends up winning. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I like that. That's one thing that stuck out to me, and I really liked it when I was shooting. I don't think he actually touches up on fighting styles, though. Yeah, he doesn't really talk about fighting styles. He just... and I wish he did that. Cause... Uh, unfortunately, more pressing matters came up. But <laughs> yes, uh, he does... Um, he does say that, like, you know, you also need to practice fighting. Yeah, You know, like, yeah. you think that you can just burn pewter. And, but, like, if you're fighting another thug, what are you going to do then? You know? Wait, aren't they also called pewter arms, too? That's what the nobility calls them. So I wonder, okay. I, I have to think that the nobility has different names for each of the mistings. Like, there's no, um, you know, the, the Scott Thieving crews calling them thugs makes sense. Because yeah. they're bandits. Yeah. Um, whereas the nobility is like, you know, more posh, posh, you know, high class. So they're going to call them pewter arms. Uh-huh. Now, posh, posh. so what would they call smokers, right? Soothers and riders, sure. I could see that. Lurchers, maybe. Coin shots, okay, I could see that. But like um, smokers, seekers, and I guess, okay, so I guess they wouldn't need a different name. This is such a weird segue, but they wouldn't need a different name for all of them. Yeah. Because thug doesn't sound as refined, you know, like pinky <laughs> out, refined. Um, like a ruffian. Yeah. Ruffian. Uh, and seeker sounds fine. Coin shot, I think, sounds fine. Like, what would you, what else would you call them? A machine gun? <laughs> so, um, anyways. Whew. This is a mini Sander Lanch, people. Wait, we they need to touch up on pewter um, making you tired, or is that later? That's later. Run? That's later. That's okay. they're running. But actually, one thing I didn't forget to touch on: Ham's family. He talks about like you know thugs make good money uh, because you know a thug is really important. You know he has a strength of several men, yeah. stuff like that. And you add some coin shots in, maybe a couple lurchers, and you got yourself a mini mobile army, and that's actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he talks to one of the garrison captains and they said that, you know, sorry, they can't be any sparring today because one of the cities has been attacked. Apparently there was some Scott rebel rebels and there was a big rebel army that attacked and they must be near the caves. So, I mean, it's pretty obvious. They're talking about Kelsier's army. Yes. Um, this is the mini Sander Lanch. Like how it was like, it was a normal day. They're just walking along and you thought Literally that she laughing. was going, yeah, you, you thought that they were just going to, she was just, Vin was going to step in and train Pewter with an experienced thug misting, just like she did with like the soother uh, yeah. with Breeze. But or yeah. with Marsh too. Oh yeah. Or, or even with Marsh. So this is like the mudslide. We got to wait for the slander lanch. The sander lanch, yeah. S- sander lanch comes a little bit later, but this is like the mini 
uh, not an aftershock, it's a pre-shock. Okay, uh, so... Uh, so, yes, yeah, yeah. chapter 25, we kick it off, and Ham and Vin are back at Clubs' shop. Um, and everything is in chaos. Um, you know, the Scosser is running around everywhere, and uh, even Breeze isn't even making his quick, witty remarks, which I thought yeah. was kind of funny. So everyone has their own job to do. Uh, Breeze is going to go to all the previous places that they're recruited at and kind of like, you know, tell them to go hide. Uh, clubs and shops should be safe because no one really knows about it. Yep. Same thing with Mansion Renault, even though he's going to, I think he said someone's going to send a message to him just to kind of warn him about what's going on. Uh-huh. Ham is going to be the eyes of the garrison. And this is what uh, was interesting because... He said that because he because he's going with them, he's marching out with them, he's not going to kill them. He's not going to turn on them. Yeah. But earlier in the previous chapter, he was talking about that the, gar- the people in the garrison are his friends. You know, and they're just like him. They're just soldiers who are working for money to uh, for their, their families. families. Yeah. 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 But he said in that point, he said if he meets them on the battlefield... It's just business, you know, it's a war, it's nothing personal, you have to die. But in this situation, when he's marching out with them, he won't kill them from within. Yeah. Because... I thought that was kind of interesting. And it, it, it does show more of his character, right? That he can't fake anything. He can't be two-faced. He'll never be an infiltrator yeah. because he's just going to give you exactly what he gives you. Yeah. Um. And, like, he, he's kind of acting as their friend. So to just stab in the back like that, that'd be unlike him. Yeah, that'd be yeah. unlike him. Um, and Kelsier's annoyed by that. He very clearly wishes that Ham would drop that part side of him. Yeah. But So then they uh, start running over, correct? Yeah. So this is, uh, I, I like this part, you know. Um, Kelsier gives uh, Vin a bunch of pewter beads. Uh, not even flakes, because remember, she he used to give her flakes for yeah. the metal, and then she would ingest it like through water or something. He said, like, you know, <laughs> drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you start running out of pewter, you know, call out. And, I mean, they freaking book it. And this is, like, some of the best description I had uh, in the book. And this is, like, why it was one of my favorite books. Um, favorite chapters? I'm oh, sorry, favorite chapters, yeah. Uh, she said that she was that they were expected to run sixteen hours, and this is a dead sprint because they said they were just under the speed of a galloping horse. Yeah. So but galloping then, horse is are, much of was, running was faster, but yeah. galloping horse can't keep that speed up the entire time. Yeah. Because holy crap, running at you know near the speed of a horse for sixteen hours, um, and then the descriptions were amazing. She made uh, she maintained her speed, but she could feel something underneath, a resistance within, a longing to stop and rest. Like you know, her body is like, it's weird because a pewter is giving her that strength, the balance, the the speed, and uh, you know, fortitude. I guess her physical body giving it the fortitude, but her mind is like, oh my god, what is happening? <laughs> um, like. And it says, like, you know, but she would never stop running. It was like she couldn't stop. And then, uh, <laughs> this one cracked me up. Uh, I hate running, she thought. That's why I always lived in the city, not on the, out on the countryside. So I Dude, wouldn't have to run. running sucks, man. Yeah. It's so demoralizing. Like, I, um, this is going to sound weird because 
because I just said that we, you know, used to do martial arts. I used to do jump roping for my cardio. I, I can't stand running. Yeah. Um, like, especially I, that, whenever you're running for 16 hours, there's like no end in the horizon. I thought treadmill um, was I never bad. did that, but. <laughs> I thought treadmill was bad, but man, this is. Um, and then whenever she eventually stops, like when they get there, um, and she kind of stops, right? Like she almost like didn't understand the concept of stop because when Kelsier stopped, like she was like confused. She almost like, ran into him. Don't you mean run? Yeah. <laughs> and she said like, you know, uh, this is wrong. Like her, her mind, because yeah. she was doing it for so long, her mind was like, you know, something feels wrong. I need to keep running. God, I loved it. I loved the description. I, it was very unique. It, it stuck out to me. And, That's happened with, like, I don't know if it's happened with you, but whenever I ran, run on a treadmill, that happens to me, too. Like, I run, I run, I run. Then I get off, but my muscles are still, Yeah, like, you're, you're, you feel like you gotta yeah, keep running, yeah. yeah and I really imagine weird. that for 16 hours, yeah. you know? Like, that's crazy. It's really, really weird. So they finally get to Holstep, which is the city that the, the garrison had foolishly attacked. Um... <laughs> And they kind of like round over a hill and like it's a slaughter. Yeah. You know, so they're saying that it's clear that after they attacked Holstep on the way back, they had been attacked by a different garrison and there was like an ambush and they're just getting murdered. I mean, it's not even close. Kelsier wants to jump in and Vin throws that. Um, this is a very cinematic, the way it was kind of written here, mm-hmm. you know, we're not immortal, you know, and that's why she said it before. Yeah, it it uh, so it was kind of stupid back then, but now it yeah, it makes, makes sense, sense, you know. Like he he had, and I, I feel for him, you know. Like this is yeah. his army. This he feels obviously really guilty that he because of them they're dead. Mm-hmm. He he started all this to free the Scott, and as of right now, all that's been accomplished is what is it? Um, Five thousand ska have died. Yes. Yeah, you know, and like of the seven k that yeah. they have. God, that so ooh. demoralizing. Yep. So they go back to the caves, and Captain Nemo is still there. And Captain Nemo talks about how, um, you know, he feels bad because he felt like he should have gone out. He he thought that since Kelsier showed up, that the uh the the soldiers were victorious. Yeah. Um. And. He he was think he was saying like you know we we thought that we'd be more loyal to you by staying as opposed to the generals who really and um Yeden. yeah Yeden and the generals Yeden. and so yeah so De- Captain Demo kind of felt bad but then Kelser's like he didn't even really respond yeah he, he just ignored it he kind of. he kind of ignored it and he said like like you know we need to leave because they know about the uh, they know about the the caves. So they're camping out in the mists, which again is very new for the Scott. They have a hard time sleeping. Um, and Menace shows up. Mm-hmm. Menace from the prologue. Yeah. I was not expecting this. So he, Kelsey didn't recognize him at first. Um, but Menace, um, he has, he's in a much better mood this time around, ironically enough, because he's actually seen Scott die now. Um, and he says something like, you know, this is the closest we've ever gotten. And, you know, what you've done is bigger than anything we've ever seen before. And Kelsey is kind of annoyed by this, right? Not annoyed at him, but he's annoyed at the whole situation. He said, like, you know, all we've accomplished is, like, attacked a city, got 5,000 out of the 7,000 troops killed, 
and the ska are so beaten down over several generations that this is seen as a great victory mm-hmm. yeah like the, this writing this description and like kelsier's insight was again oh my god i i rave about this book a lot but i really love this book a lot this this insight like i said into kelsier's mind of when he's just like so fed up with this mm-hmm. yeah you know that um and it's one of those things it's like the battle of the hearts and minds you know mm-hmm. when when you feel like you're inferior like even ham himself is questioning it and, and you know and ham is a, a, a great thug you know a yeah. part of a great screw uh screw a ska crew <laughs> a thieving crew uh one of the best uh ska thieving crews and even he thinks you know that scar may be inferior Menace also mentions um, again, just like he did in the beginning, to learn when to when to lose, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and give up. yeah, um, I don't know. I, I felt a little bit more warmer to him this time around because he it was his experience that he had like some supplies and stuff ready, uh-huh. kind of save the remaining two thousand ska lives. But man, this was. Um, one thing I did want to touch up on real quick before we return to the the army being decimated. Um, she burned tin inside the caves, and she saw like the flicker of light or something like that. Yeah, in she the saw it before. Way further than Kelsier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, we see that her um, seeking ability, the bronze burning, is like more powerful than it should be. Her steel pushing is more powerful than it should be. And her tin burning is more powerful than it should yeah. be. Natural Sasuke. Yeah. Sasuke. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that's just one thing I wanted to bring up. Anyways, uh, as far one, as... Sorry, go ahead. One thing, I, I had a connection with uh, the whole like pewter thing. Where if you burn more, you probably can get more tired because you're not noticing that you're uh, tired because you're stronger. Yeah, it's going to come crashing down. Yeah. That reminded me of Kyle Ken from Dragon Ball Z. Do you remember that? I didn't get that far. Uh, it was never he was fighting. I'm pretty sure he's fighting Vegeta. Oh, or maybe oh, maybe okay. even Frieza. Um, oh, okay. Kaioken is that one. I was thinking of he, had, he was fighting Hit in Dragon Ball Super, but uh, no, I I didn't get Kaioken is from there. Okay, it, it's in the original Dragon Ball Z. Whenever he doesn't get the red hair, that's much later, but his aura is red, um, and I'm pretty sure his eyes turn red too. And like he is like, I'm pretty sure. There's Kaioken times two, three, and four, or two and four. I don't remember, but whenever you go even higher, you are at a risk of even dying. Just like if you use pewter. Yeah, because... it, it makes me think of um, another anime, um, Broccoli's Gates. Yeah, you know, yeah. like <laughs> your body. Yeah, sure, the pewter will do it, but then the, eventually, when it turns off, like you could die. Or even, and, um... and this goes back to the the uh, for every choice there's consequences to those choices i i, I like it's that consistency that stays through the entire series and I, I love that or even like naruto and the nine-tailed fox too he got really tired after. yeah yeah so but yeah um it's uh it's gonna be a very big uphill battle and i can i hope that you can see now what i was talking about like yeah this it's gonna end and it's going to be a big impact. And the ramifications from this, obviously, mm-hmm. the ramifications from this are there, uh, there was one infinite. One little issue I had. Um, so Menace was saying that Yidin 
and the other generals were having some pride and then they wanted to show off their army and stuff. That's why they went. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I we didn't talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Yidin would do that. Just based on his character, there's no way that he went from completely unconfident of every ability. And well, then... remember that this whole thing happened because, or oh, went back to when Kelsier went to the caves, right? And then he did the whole David versus Goliath demonstration. And he said, like, you know, do you really think I'll send you out to battle without helping you or without being there for you, essentially? So they yeah. they thought that there was some other mystical thing that Kelsier would always be with them. Uh-huh. Um, but otherwise... But still, it's just like... But otherwise, I see what you're saying. Like, the personality himself, like, no confidence to, like, hey, let's go attack a garrison yeah, without yeah, exactly. Kelsier's orders. Um, what are you thinking? Like, are you thinking he did that on purpose? He, Yeah, he did that. Um, I guess, you know, he did that just because he was confident. But it just doesn't seem like, like, you know. Are you, are you saying that, like, he betrayed this guy? Like, he intentionally led them into No, no, th- oh, this okay. is all real. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't make sense for his character to do that. I think okay. it's uh, my issue with the story itself, not, like, the prediction or anything. That's fair. It's okay. a, a slight no, that, that's fair. Uh uh yeah his i mean he he did have a huge uh you know personality shift you know he seemed way more open and kind of looking up to kelsey like an older brother but yeah i mean that'll about do it from us for that episode i know it's kind of a long one there um but there's a lot to talk about that uh so we are done with part three children of a bleeding sun next time we are starting part four dancers in a sea of mist uh, episodes 26 to 29. Chapters Oh, sorry. God. Uh, chapters 26 to 29. Um, you know, uh, please keep uh, keep uh, following us along as uh, we continue the journey. Uh, please give us any sort of feedback that we, you know, we could use to improve what we what you like about it and why you like it, which you don't like, why you don't like it. You know, we could use all of it. Please follow us on Twitter at pod underscore, underscore bookkeeper. Or just if you just go to Twitter, look up Keepers of the Book. That'll work too. And this will all be in the show notes. Um, Please I, share this with anybody that you think would like it. Yep. Too. Yeah, that'll, that always helps a lot. Uh, especially if you know somebody who's starting to read um, Mistborn for the first time. Or hell, even for a re, reread. Um, I'm on my reread. Um we are, I think, got three episodes left. Yeah, three episodes um, left. Yeah, we got half a part four, yeah. half part four, then part five. Yep, and part five, including the epilogue. Yeah, so we got three episodes left until we're done with this book, and then we're on to Well of Ascension and Hero of Ages, and then, whew. oh, yeah, Arrow, too. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. Oh, I'll probably post a picture of this on the Twitter. Um, I actually got the Leatherbound for Hero of Ages, and man, it is beautiful. It turned out way better than I expected, honestly. The golden pages, I, still I feel like I'm it. reading a tome. But yeah, that's Wait. enough for me. Until next time. <laughs>